Hey everybody, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks. This is um, today's uh, podcast. We're doing today's podcast, so it was a little short uh, than our normal podcast. So we're going to run this one ad-free, give you guys all a taste of what our VIP, um, you know, Patreons uh, get with every episode and whatnot. It's one of the perks of being a VIP is you don't have to listen to the commercials. So we're doing today's episode commercial-free. So enjoy, and we will... See you soon. Here it is, everybody. Enjoy. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. I am very, very excited for our. Uh, well, first off, I want to wish everybody a um, a very happy uh, Labor Day and whatnot. I hope everybody's enjoying themselves, staying hydrated, and all of that. It's uh, very important if you're out in the heat, you know, barbecue and burgers or whatnot, or whatever it is you're doing outside, you know. Um, yeah. Be smart. Don't get over hot. Uh, overheated, I should say. Over hot. What, the, what am I saying? Anyway, I'm very excited about today's episode. We have um, two fantastic filmmakers, um, Josh uh, Stifter, uh, Stifter on, I, I, I should say, and Daniel Deegan. Uh, they have a fantastic new movie coming out. Uh, it drops on September the 16th from Terror Films. It's called Greywood's Plot, and uh, I really enjoyed this film. So without further ado, here they are. Josh, Daniel, hey, how are you? Hello. I'm doing awesome. Yeah, doing great. Doing great. Now, you both are from the, um, this was filmed in the Minneapolis area, right? Or Minnesota or some, where am I thinking mm-hmm. Minneapolis? It's probably Minnesota. Minneapolis is in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> we filmed, yep, we're yep. We're from Minneapolis area, like the suburbs of Minneapolis, but we kind of filmed all around Minnesota. We went out nice. to like northern Minnesota and the Detroit Lakes area, and then we went to my sister's place is where a lot of the stuff in the woods was filmed, which is in like East Bethel, but all around Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, let me ask you guys. Now, when you were youngsters and whatnot, did you know that movies is, uh, you know, what you were going to be winding up doing? Or um, did this uh, interest in filmmaking and whatnot um, come a little later? Yeah, we, uh, Daniel and I, we started making movies with our, like, family video cameras all the time. I don't know what, do you remember what our first one was, what the first pick up the camera and start shooting was? Uh, I don't. Uh, We we worked with Keith, too, who's in the movie. Uh, The three of us, yeah, we filmed stuff all the time at his place um, when we were young. Uh, There was, like, murder mystery film. uh, There was an alien invasion film. Uh, all kinds of genres. <laughs> or even if it was just like picking, yeah, even if it was just like picking up the camera and like we had a few extra hours before school, we'd film, we'd grab like super soakers and just make some terrible action movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, gives you practical applications for later projects and whatnot. It worked out. Yeah. It worked out. That is totally. fantastic. Now, 
um, this movie is very dark in tone. You've decided to film in black and white. I don't want that to uh, anybody to raise their eyebrows on that. It fit. It fit perfectly. Um, there was a little <laughs> bit you. of gore in that, and the gore was, was fantastic, practical effects. Um, I don't want to give any uh, the plot away or anybody anything to anybody. I want people to watch it, but this was a cool film. I really enjoyed this. Um, you know? Thank you. I knew trouble was afoot when I saw that uh, that that choke collar. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Not good. Yeah, uh, funny you can story. Find that at any actually, local Walmart. Yeah, we just that that actually wasn't originally in the script. We just grabbed, we bought one of those choke collars off of the uh, off of out of a Target when Dan and I were hanging out on set one day, and we're like, let's let's use this for something uh, something creepy, and it worked out. Well, see, there you go. There you go. You can't beat it. Now, you filmed this, as I understand. Now, I one of the things that I found amazing. I'm not in the movie business. I paint pictures of people and whatnot for a living. Been doing that for a long time. And uh, but something I learned since doing the podcast is movie time, film time, um, production film time, I should say, is completely different than uh, civilian time that I'm used to. Um, I used to watch, turn the TV on or put a movie in and, and say, ah, they filmed this last month, and, and here it is. <laughs> How nice of them. Um, and then I since learned that isn't the case at all. Sometimes there's years and whatnot involved. And hey. Yep. As an oh, artist, yeah. I mean, you know, sit to the canvas knocking out a painting, yeah, at the most, what is it, a couple days? You know, it's not a big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. making a film, a feature film, this is a big deal, and uh, my hat goes off to you. So, take on, anybody taking on a project of that type of length. What what was the you guys filmed this? I believe in what uh, 2019 or 2019. No, I yeah. we, we started like long. Well, that was the second part of filming was in 2019, but we even started earlier than that, filming and oh, writing wow. a bunch of stuff in 20. 16 and then came back to it after we went and made another movie called the good exorcist. So this movie was like a multi-year project. Plus then once it finally was finished, you know, COVID hit and we were on the film festival circuit. So there was like a two year Mm. chunk before we finally got to this point of releasing. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. uh, People don't understand that too. Just a quick note on, uh, for our listeners, on the, this is something else I've learned. Um, everybody, you know, they're, they're like, "Ah, hey, you just release your film to a bunch of film festivals and you get all these accolades. Well, that is true to a point. You send it off. But the thing is, what, what I think people don't understand is a check goes off with that, too. None of that is free. You, know, you have to, um, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, and if, if, if we're seeing 20, if I, and I don't know, I could be wrong on this. Maybe you only submitted it 20 times. I, if it's anything like my business, um, you see a fraction. It's like an iceberg. You see the top. There's a whole bunch underneath that you don't see. Um, so that can get quite expensive in a production of, a, of an independent film, I would think, right? It yeah. definitely oh, was. Definitely. And there was a big, yeah. I think a lot of, and, I and mean, kind nowadays of, you have to factor it in to your, to your budget almost. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and there Absolutely. was a lot of times where Daniel and I would we'd talk about what festivals we wanted to submit to, and we would uh, 
we try to be as smart about it as we could, looking at the festivals, the movies they played the year before, so we didn't, you know, overspend. But it definitely is, right. you know, still a gamble. You send you send the check before you know you're getting in, so you might be essentially wasting money. It's a gamble. But uh, we had some pretty good luck and got into some fantastic festivals, and we were pretty proud of the run that Greywood Plot had for being a movie that cost us a few thousand dollars to make. It it paid off to spend a little bit to get it to a few great festivals. No, oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. And just as a, a, a an audience member, doesn't look like it cost you guys a few thousand. It looks like substantially more. Uh, you know, um, I figured. Mortgages on houses were taken out and stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, it, uh, firstborn sold. Uh, you know, I mean, all kinds of things. Um, yeah. It's amazing. Our wives amazing. won't let us do either of those. <laughs> no, our, our the <laughs> biggest going, thing we spent was. And you guys was... are married. <laughs> you guys are married. You have wives, and they let you. We have wives and, and and children. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. I'm just picturing, yeah. like, trying to sell this to my wife. You know, hey, dear, um, I'm going to be working for the next five years on this project. Um, you know, we see anything from it? Oh, I don't think I could win that fight, you know? Well, the, um, my, I don't my wife in... wicked cool. She'd, be on it, she'd want to be on it. She'd want to be part of it. Um, my wife definitely didn't want to be part of it, but... Both of our wives were actually part of the product, were part of the movie, and have small roles. And uh, the, the whole surgical <laughs> sequence was in was in my wife's um, her print studio. So that's actually her print table that yeah. I'm laying on in the movie. And so we, uh, so we have we we were lucky that they they were pretty supportive of everything we did until my wife saw the movie and was like, "Oh my gosh, this is too much." <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, it, you told her it was going to be Love Island and. Turned out to be a pleasant, you know, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I, again, I want people to watch this. If this this reminded me of of, and I don't want to say I don't want people to get the idea that this seemed dated to me because it certainly did not. It certainly seemed contemporary and whatnot, but it had the vibe, the feel, if you will, of like a classic monster movie. Maybe it was because it wasn't black and white, bit bit amped up, you know, when you start the um, the terror. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, we really. Yeah, you're not going to see that in Dracula. You know, <laughs> uh, right, right. We went a little bit more contemporary with it, but we. I wanted. I didn't want to go too far. We live in the in the age of like, you know, the torture porn Saw movies, where it goes pretty far mm. these days. And so we wanted to kind of do something that contemporary horror fans would still be like, "Oh, that's a little messed up," but that right. felt like like the old. I mean, this was really. It was our take on. Universal monster movies or the kind of B movies of the past, or even something like Ed Wood movies, where it is cheesy and corny and embraces that lack of money to make something. So, you know, we really we really leaned into that as much as we could while also trying to be like, you know, we know horror audiences they they expect some stuff to be kind of messed up. So we had to go a little bit further than Dracula would. Absolutely, absolutely. I have friends of mine that are horror. I will say that I'm not necessarily – I like a good horror movie. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely do. But I'm not one – I have friends that really like horror movies, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and they're annoying to watch yeah. a movie with, in my opinion, because they, they're like, that guy, his spleen didn't explode right. I'm like, what do you know what a spleen exploding looks like? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Um, but, no, this – I think this is uh, very cool. And intermixed 
with the tension and, um, you know, everything that's going on in this and the suspense of it, uh, you guys throw in some, there were some funny parts in this, you know, I, I, I dug it. Um, you know, I like going on an emotional roller coaster and this definitely did suck me in. Um, this was cool. This was cool. Now, did you guys, um, yeah, I think Daniel and I tend to lean toward, oh. oh no, finish your thought, finish your thought. Yeah, I think Daniel and I tend to lean into trying to make each other laugh on set, and so that becomes sort of mm. like part and parcel with the kind of filmmaking we do. So I think even with any horror movie, as much as we love horror, the horror genre and we consider ourselves to be sort of horror filmmakers, I think there will always be some jokes in there because I don't know if we can get away with not making each other laugh on set. Yeah. Well, I think it's a good release, too, for the audience, you know. Um, there's, you know... Uh, I'm not saying human centipede could use some jokes. It could use a lot of jokes uh, in lieu of a few things, in my opinion. But yeah. People are going to send me tweets now, and, you know. Uh, all I'm saying, man, it was a messed up movie. Uh, this was not. Greywood's plot was very, very cool. Um, now, when writing this, I mean, was this, uh, how was that? Like, like, coming do you guys just like sit around and go okay what about blah 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 yeah write that down and and then the writing starts or was there a a pretty clear-cut plan of attack when approaching this story um i wrote so when we first plan to make this movie are uh, we we had done it sort of like a mumble core movie where we wrote note cards we didn't have like an official script and we mm. just kind of went out and started filming and figured it out as we went um we realized that we weren't great improv artists <laughs> and so we came back and there was some time in between and then i actually wrote a draft of the script and sent it to daniel and then daniel took it and and made it better and and ran with it uh, you, that's kind of how it went, wasn't it, Dan? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. We we did have, <clears throat> excuse me, we did have the bones of the story pretty, it, it pretty much went like you said. Josh was at work one day kicking ideas with a coworker who works in the film industry as well, and we were just trying to think of something we could do with little to no resources and money, and we kind of came up with the whole, like, overarching plot about this mysterious film that leads someone on a wild goose chase, and then it kind of begins and ends with a with a cassette tape, and yeah, Josh ran from there, and uh, now yeah, we have Greywood. <laughs> I always wanted to do a movie where Dan plays a mad scientist. Like that's kind of been something I've had in mm. the back of my head for many years. So that was sort of the whole concept came from. I wanted to do something low budget that we could get away with pretty easily. It became way more complicated than I intended it to, but <laughs> something pretty simple where Dan Dan could like try to try his his hand at being a very odd mad scientist character, and it, that's sort of what it became. Nice, nice. Now let me ask you guys. You guys have have, have made the film. Um, it's uh, you know you, you got it out to. Uh, festivals, even though during the, the pandemic, you know, all these are like virtual and whatnot, I'm imagining. Um, you know, after all the editing, after everything, you teamed up with Terror Films. Pretty big name. Pretty cool. How is yeah, that very process, the business side of, of making a feature film 
uh, as opposed to being out there and uh, and not fixing that birdhouse. Um, no, you know, uh, the, the actual filming part and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, uh, so, yeah, we got into some really great festivals, and because of the pandemic, we kind of were, like, struggling to get it in front of eyes of someone who could distribute it. So we went to a few, we went to a few festivals right before the pandemic, like months before. Then it hit, and then we kept submitting to festivals. A lot of them were digital, and then we kind of got into some bigger ones that – you know, when you submit to a festival, sometimes it takes some time before the actual festival happens. So you're kind of waiting around right. for, you know, Fright Fest. Fright Fest is a pretty big horror festival, and we got lucky enough to get into Fright Fest. And but that we found out about that like six to eight months early. So then we were oh, like, wow. well, we we can't really do anything besides submit to more festivals. So we kind of just kept on rolling with that. Um, and then once we got into Fright Fest and we went to a couple of other cool events, we ended up having a couple of producers reach out to us who said they had seen it. They were really interested in the movie and what they could do with it. Um, and they, they took it around and shopped it around town and came back and were like, here's what, here's the places that are interested, you know, that we have ends with and they would like mm-hmm. to, and we just kind of decided terror was the right home. And they've done a fantastic job at getting everything ready, putting together posters and promotional t- material and getting us on, radio shows so it's been really it's, nice. yeah, it's been a really great partnership yeah they're fantastic um i'm telling you i i flipped through i'm like everybody else i flipped through streaming you know oh, let me look at something especially i have my lunch or dinner or something and if my wife's yeah. working um i'm like well, let me see what's going on so let me let me watch something here and i see terror films pop up a lot <laughs> you know yeah they know their business yeah <laughs> so that's a they good do thing. that's a good thing now, this is cool. This is cool. It releases on um, September 16th on digital, uh, so it's going to be everywhere. Um, did you guys already have, like, a little get-together with uh, everybody and whatnot? You know, get the wives gussied up for the evening or yourself? We, no, I mean, this, it's funny because these no. things roll up. You know, we're, we, uh, we did do some fun stuff for some of the film festivals where we had some nice parties mm. and went out and did some fun stuff. Um so, but you know, honestly, it, it's still one of those weird things with the business side of it and getting it out onto the digital platforms on in, on September 16th. It's been so much work that it hasn't even really sunk in. Just getting everything ready, you, getting all the trailers out, all the promotional. I think September 16th that'll be the day that I celebrate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I hear the finish you. line. It's uh, well. Real quick, um, I know you guys are on a tight schedule doing all the uh, press and whatnot for it. Um, can is is there something in the hopper? Because I want to see more work from you guys uh, that you can discuss now, um, or is everything still? We got to wait and see. No, we got. There's a bunch of stuff. We have a, a our first feature that we did is called The Good Exorcist, um, and Dan and I okay. made that for Robert Rodriguez's reality show Rebel Without a Crew. And so that's Ooh. out. It's on. Uh, we had a great Troma release. Troma put out a Blu-ray, and so you can get the Blu-ray on, <laughs> on TromaDirect.com. Uh, it's also available on Amazon and iTunes and all of the the normal culprits where you can purchase and rent shows uh, or movies. And then uh, we have a, a couple of the features. We just finished a script for another movie that's tentatively titled Band-Aid Face. Uh, that's sort of our take on a slasher movie. And then... 
Uh, I, I'm finishing up my third feature called Scumbag right now. So we've got a, we have a bunch <laughs> of stuff in the works that we're really excited about and, and hoping to release in the near future. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I'm going to, even though it's a couple weeks away, or really not that far, I think maybe two, right? Um, yeah. The 16th is going to roll yeah. around really quick. And right. I'm going to let everyone know, I'm going to give everybody a reminder on the 16th, that um, this is now available. Can people pre-order, or do we need to wait till the 16th? This Dan, do you know? I don't know this. I haven't. I haven't seen any pre-orders yet. My guess is you probably have to okay. wait, or if there's a pre-order, it would probably be like the week prior. So. I got you. I got you. Well, but I yeah. definitely. Don't but you can sure. you can we'll check out all everybody. of our. Perfect. Yeah, and we and you can also follow Dan and I on all of the social media, and we're on. Uh, Twitter and Instagram and wherever else. So nice. if, if anyone wants to follow along and make sure and, and check it out, just look for us on there, and we will definitely be posting about it. Very, very cool. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. I know it went by super quick, but, um, you know, hey, you're, you're, on, you're doing the press junket tour right now, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. smiling yeah. and dialing, right? Um, right. Thank you so much for taking time to be on the show. And you guys, thank yeah, you for having. You, know, you already know this. I'm going to tell you anyway. You're really good at what you do. Keep doing it. <laughs> thank you. So know, much. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. I appreciate that. Awesome. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Again, uh, Josh uh, Stifter. Uh, Josh, am I saying your last name right, or am I messing that up? That is correct, Josh Stifter. Josh Stifter, okay, and Daniel Degan, uh, Degan, anyway, Daniel Degman, Greywood's, yeah, Degman, there we go, uh, Greywood's Plot, it's a fantastic film, everybody, you got to see it, um, very, very cool, we have links uh, to their Facebook page and uh, IMDb, and, and they're on all the socials and whatnot as well, those links stay active when we convert this to a podcast and push it out everywhere, so just click, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can just click on the link, and there you go. Very, very cool. Um, folks, we will see you next time. Again, Greywood's Plot. Tell them Jamie Rock says you got to watch it because it's <laughs> really, really cool. I really enjoyed this. Very cool. Well, have a good one, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you Thank so much. You. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rock's Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rock, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks at Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Love Talk Radio.